You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. How would you feel if today, instead of sharing the negative headlines, we shared with you some positive news for a change? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I fully understand for for some people dwelling on some good news and and some positive potential stories that may be hard to do. We, we've spent what twenty months in fear mode, panic mode, uh, constantly being threatened mode over a pandemic, a virus, the changes in our our cultures and our world, the totalitarianism of so many rulers in. In what are supposed to be free nations like, you know, like Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, France, the United States even. We've seen this incredible insanity and fear just grab onto so many people for so long. And I've watched carefully, because of doing this radio program in particular, I really spent a lot of time observing people's behaviors and the way they approach everything in this age of COVID. A lot of people are so, so afraid of this life being lost that they cease to live. They cease to be able to produce, to find happiness. They just live in fear. There, there's still people today, and you've seen them. You know who I'm talking about. There's still some people. They go outside with this look of fear on their face. And they wear a face covering and they, they avoid people. They can't communicate. They don't want to talk. They don't want to react. They just have to hurry in and out of a store and get on out and get away and, and hop in their car with face mask and all and drive away. We know, sadly, there are a lot of people that are like that in this world. But I'm beginning to see some stories and I want to share a few that I, I ran across over the last several days. That in spite of all the the media-driven fear, the Fauci-driven fear, and I'll just be honest, Fauci's a fraud, Fauci's a liar, Fauci's nothing more than a federal bureaucrat that suddenly has been given an immense amount of power and prestige and royal treatment. He became a darling of, of most of the media. And so he began to believe his own pronouncements as infallible. And we find out that most of what he has said and predicted has never come true, has been incorrect most of the time. Yet everybody still flocks to Fauci and others like him for the news of the day and how to get through this pandemic. Yet nothing that has been pronounced has been true yet. One of the things that 
those that lie on a regular basis, and let's face it, there are those there are those totalitarians, those that really want to change the world as we know it. They've been wanting this for hundreds, if not a thousand years. A one world government, a one world rule. You know it, I know it. It's the master plan. The one thing that always defeats the enemy is when the truth is exposed. This is why I always talk about Christians in particular needing to follow the words of Jesus and be the salt and light in this world. Salt is a preservative. Light, as I've said a hundred times on this program, exposes the evil that is done in darkness. And there's a therapeutic light out there called the truth. And over time, even those that have been blinded by the lie begin to gradually focus their eyes And whether they want to or not, depending upon how far into the delusion they've allowed themselves to fall, they begin to see that truth. In history, we've seen it repeat over and over again. Remember, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, we didn't have social media, instant communications, worldwide television and satellites. News would take a while to travel, and the the amount of places you got your news were limited and in places like Europe in the 1930s it was rather controlled and if you got control of the media the new media of radio if you had control of the new media of the motion pictures you could you could push a narrative for quite a long time and it was for many many years And even in 1945, there were people in Germany believing they were winning the war because of wonderful propaganda. Even though their cities are burning and they can hear the troops and the artillery approaching there, they they really believe they're somehow going to pull it out with some miracle device, weapon, or strategy. And those that have pushed the COVID narrative, we all must be vaccinated or die. The one thing they can't afford to have happen is some real scientific stories that have real scientific merit and 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 let those even get out into the marketplace. I'm about to give you an example here. It wasn't long ago that our own United States federal government was getting into the, uh, shall we say, the truth business, if, you know, ministry of truth business. Read 1984. And there were efforts being done earlier this year, to censor social media content and to get control of the narrative. Now, for example, it was back in the spring, the Food and Drug Administration Director of Social Media, um, Brad Kimberly, he told a Google lobbyist that the agency fully expected YouTube, which, by the way, is owned by Google, that they would pull a video that touts the potential of a new monoclonal antibody treatment for COVID-19. All right, you following so far? The folks at at the Food and Death Administration and their social media director, Brad Kimberly, told a Google lobbyist, which owns YouTube, that they fully expected, they were kind of demanding, that they pull a video touting the potential of a new monoclonal antibody treatment for COVID-19. 
And this person goes, you know, the video is very problematic when it comes to COVID misinformation. The video should be pulled. Now, initially, YouTube declined to pull the video, but it was taken offline in time. Now, we have to wonder how many other times has, and this came out because of a leaked email. So we have to wonder how many times has the Food and Death Administration made other censorship demands that are unknown because the agency hides all of their efforts and they try to suppress Freedom of Information Act requests like they are regarding the approval process for Pfizer and the uh, and BioNTech's. You know, there was like so many thousands of pages and somehow they magically got through them in just a couple of months. But now it's going to take 55 years to get them to you. What are they trying to hide? There's no doubt the FDA is is definitely hiding something. You know it. I know it. And see, that's the good news. See, the narratives are beginning to collapse. They were trying to suppress the idea of monoclonal antibodies back in the spring. Well, here in Florida, we've had them since, I think, late summer. And it's done remarkably in in getting people rapidly well again from COVID-19, so they only deal with minimal symptoms. Now they have natural immunity in a state with no mask mandate, with a state with no vaccine mandates, in a state where people can go to the store or a restaurant if they so choose. And, And with all this... Dr. Fauci was saying back in the summer that Florida was going to be a basket case of COVID. It's going to be everybody dying of COVID. And how wrong was he? Because see, now Florida has the absolute lowest case number per 100,000 of any place in the United States by far. By far. And the number keeps to decline. While other places going into silly lockdown mode and vaccine mandates and passports they're not doing very well at all they're 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 going to eventually discover something and once again this is where the truth comes out and makes a difference to anybody that is paid close attention the truth is beginning to come out and that's the good news it may take time And many people are going to resist the truth as they always have. There are some people that are so bound and determined to believe the lie, they will literally bring upon themselves delusion. Absolute, total, and utter delusion. They'll be incapable of even seeing what the truth is, and they will willingly and wantonly and... With every ounce of their body, they will believe the lie and demand you believe it too. They will believe the concept that if if I have a headache, you need to take an aspirin to get rid of my headache, which is what they're trying to tell people about the COVID-19 vaccines, and that doesn't work. Every time we look at a story, look look at United Kingdom. Remember back in, like I say, the narrative is beginning to fall apart. You have the, uh, what is it, the Kennedy Center. They have their annual gala. It's a big deal. The who's who of D.C. show up. 
And this year they're requiring that everybody be vaccinated. And you think it would end at that if this really worked. But they've added one more little requirement to come to the gala this year. Besides proving you are vaccinated, you must have a negative COVID-19 test to show up. Now, wait a minute. If this, if this stuff worked, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be asking for it. See, the narrative is beginning to fall apart. This is a tacit way of saying, with no shadow of a doubt, if you're requiring a negative COVID test along with being vaccinated... Why do you need to be vaccinated if everybody can just have a negative COVID test? They're trying to keep the lie of the vaccine alive. United Kingdom, we've all heard the saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, the people in the United Kingdom, with all due respect, those that are touting this garbage uh, what, they're, what I'm about to share with you are absolutely insane. I mean, syphilis-brained insanity insane. Deadly, serious insanity insane. Satanically inspired insane. Demonically pushed insanity. Because see, back at the beginning of the year, remember back in December of 2020, just a year ago, we heard the vaccines were coming. And they'll be available. They'll be, the, hey, in 14 days from now, if you know, you go back a year ago, 20th of December, 14 days, so 14 days from the 6th. So you, you, we're, we're going to have these magical vaccines, the magic serum, you know, the elixir of health and longevity of life are going to be among us. You know, the same vaccines that the Biden people were condemning in the summer and in the fall, that if they ever got one, which they never will, and if they ever get one, I'll never take it because I can't trust it. Suddenly, they're demanding you take it or lose your job or can't buy groceries, can't do anything except die in your home of starvation. And so this is where the world is gone. It's gone literally, you know, Third Reich insane the whole world, I mean, the whole Western world is following the footsteps of tyrants, dictators, and evil Satanists in what they're doing. That's all. It's the only way to put it. But there is good news. The narrative is falling apart. See, England and the United States, everybody believed in December, hey, come in and get your Pfizer shot, uh, you know, get your BioNTech, get your Moderna, get your AstraZeneca, whatever it is. Johnson and Johnson just get one, one and done, instead of two to go. And but if you did that, you know, in a, within a couple of weeks of your last dose, you'd be COVID proof, ready to rip off your mask and enjoy your life again, and everything would go back to the way it was two years ago in December of 2019. No, it didn't. Vaccines didn't work as planned. Uh, they've been spending a lot of time covering up the injuries they really do. They have a I've learned this in talking to doctors. I've got a doctor I want to go visit this week in another town and, and do an interview. I'm going to try to put it together. I really am going to try desperately to get this together. He has a lot to share. and I think when you hear what he has to say, once again, there is some good news 
that is beginning to crack out and break out. And just like when a when a when a dam gets a crack in it, over time that little trickle of water becomes a bigger trickle and the dam breaks and the thing floods. And I believe the truth is going to do that sooner than later. I hope it's not too late for some people. Because see, back in December, you know, two shots and done, one and done with Johnson and Johnson. And somehow when we hit, you know, the merry, merry month of May, everything, there'll be no more dismay because everybody will be, you know, fully protected against the COVID-19 monster that came out of a wet market from a bat or something. But really, it came out of a, well, no, we're not going to go there. That story's beginning to come loose, too. Those that that kept it alive, even the CNNs, the MSNBCs, are having to reluctantly admit that it may have come from a lab after all. <laughs> but we didn't do it. But, you know, once again, the truth keeps coming out. So, so what do we have? What else? So you got everybody thinking one and done with the Johnson and Johnson, two and you're down the road. And in the merry, merry month of May, the world will go back to normal forever and ever. And everybody goes back to work and everything is going to be fine. And then we have what we have now. Well, you're going to need a booster shot because apparently these things don't last long. And they, they they don't stop the spread. They don't stop you from getting or carrying COVID nineteen. You can be a you can be infected and die even with the vaccine. So so come to the Kennedy Center Gala, but be vaccinated, but show a negative test. I right. This is the kind of silliness that we've got in England. Like I said, this is the this is where it's gone nuts. Recently, it was like if you it's been over six months since your vaccination, you get a booster. Now it's every now. Wait a minute. If you had your booster three months ago, you need another one. They're on their fourth shot this year. Their fourth shot this year. I mean, if you got your vaccine in March, you're going on to your fourth shot here in December. And so when is shot number five? February, March, when are we getting down to monthly or weekly? I mean, they're not working. So insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. If we keep pushing this crap, I'm sorry, into your veins. Oh, it's no, it's just a coincidence that six times the number of people that are young athletes are dying or coming down with severe heart disease and ever in the history of of the game of soccer or football, as they call it overseas. It's just purely coincidence that we've had a long list of young players dead from heart disease who happen to be fully vaccinated. It's just a coincidence. Can't be. Never happened before. But the truth is beginning to come out. The vaccines don't work. I was writing a story, and I read it in a publication. I'm trying to remember which one. It may have been the Washington Times. I can't remember. The guy talked about his brother. You know, his brother is a dyed-in-the-wool Fauci devotee and worshipped the altar of Fauci since last year. Hated Trump, but worshipped Fauci. And every word he said was just the gospel truth to him. 
He believed last summer that a vaccine was impossible because Trump was involved. Then when it became in the hands of Biden, he was the first to line up. And he's been just preaching the gospel of get vaccinated, preaching the gospel of social distance. Just leave the mask on forever. You know, never take it off. Life can never go back to normal. We must we must be so concerned and and limit the things that we do. Besides, that'll help the carbon footprint of global warming while we're at it. Kind of like a, a double whammy. Good bang for the buck. And when his brother said, so, you're going to line up for your booster shot? His brother that died in the wool, Trump-hating, Fauci-loving, uh, clot-shot-pushing brother, said, you know, I think I'm going to do a little more research. Something doesn't sound right. People that two months ago, three months ago, that were on the fence and leaning toward Fauciism are beginning to have second thoughts. I read an article, and this this will be interesting to see how this pans out. And, and, and I'm beginning to, my instincts are telling me from the source and the way it's been described, it is probably true. There's just something about certain stories. You got to be careful with the over-the-top headlines. This one was from somebody that worked in the medical field in another country who was involved with the administering of shots to some of the government leaders. And it dawned on her when she was doing a little follow-up checking that something didn't seem right. She's realizing that many of those officials really didn't get the shot on the TV camera. They got a saline solution. Wait a minute. They're telling you to take it, but they're not really taking it. And I have to wonder why people at the FDA are not being mandated to have to take this shot and other government agencies. Why are there some exemptions for certain groups, like, but not others? Why is it that the government that doesn't have the power to really do this constitutionally, trying to do it, you know, by just making a lot of noise and, you know, banging their shoes on the table and having little, you know, little dying duck fits, you must take it or we'll all die. I wonder I wonder how... how how Jan Paskey, I mean, Saki, I wonder how she sleeps at night knowing how much she has to lie to millions of American people on a daily basis. How seared was does somebody's conscience actually have to be to lie, to spread things that are absolutely false? They make a big deal. You know, last week, and I'm just going to share, this is really, really, really short. I want to share something here. Good old Dr. Fraud Fauci, who has lied before Congress, lied before the American people, has run around with a Mussolini complex, you know, in his authority, must believe me. He was in a press conference last week. And you may, I'm sure a lot of you that watch television, I know some people don't, and some people don't, they miss, they may miss it. Dr. Fauci was asked some questions by Peter Ducey, who is the White House reporter for Fox News. Now, I mean, you know, Fox is okay. I mean, I, mean, I they were better years ago. I, I, I challenge some of their stuff today. Hey, we'll talk about that some other day. I'm trying to talk about positive things here. And once again, they reveal themselves by the things that they say. And people are beginning 
to notice. So, so here's the question. Here, here are the questions. You know, Dr. Fauci's been talking about in his press conference last week that all because you know we have to be afraid of the new variant. Ooh, the new, the new. Uh, what is it? I'm trying. We there's so many names for it. I know it's the Omicron, or someone said the Decepticon, or or the Moronic, and a bunch of other terms have come up about this variant. And we're going to nip it in the bud. And here's how we're doing it: We are going to test everybody that comes into the country. And and if they're not vaccinated, they can't come. Dr. Fauci, we are firmly in the holiday season, and a lot of Americans are wondering whether it's safe, even if they've been vaccinated, to go to a cocktail party without a mask, with a glass of eggnog in their hand. What's your advice to them? Well, the advice is what I follow myself and what I tell people to do is that get vaccinated. I'm going to get to your question. I'm not alluding it. Get vaccinated, number one. If you need, if you're eligible for a boost, get boosted. And in a situation with, with the the holiday season, indoor type settings with family that you know is vaccinated, people that you know, you could feel safe with not wearing a mask and having a dinner, or having a reception. But when you are in a public congregate setting in which you do not know the status of the vaccination of the people involved, it is very prudent to wear a mask. And that's what I do. Despite the eight, not, uh, thank you. Well, you know, obviously, I mean, unless you have a special kind of mask that I don't know about, <laughs> the fact is, sure, when you're eating and when you're drinking, take the mask down. But to the, to the extent possible, keep it on when you're in an indoor congregate setting. Uh, Dr. Fauci, as you advise the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for for people coming into this country. Does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? You know, that's a different issue. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Mr. Grinch, you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. So if anybody believes that Dr. Fraud Fauci is a non-political in the public interest who cares about your health, uh, government worker, obviously that's not true. It's another one of those lies that are beginning to to shake out. And even some in other media that have been pro-Fauci are beginning to scratch their head a little bit. Wait a minute. So we're going to test all these people and make sure when they come to this country, they're vaccinated and they have a recent negative COVID test. But if you cross the border illegally, that's a different topic altogether. We don't we don't do that. That's not a big it's not a big priority. In other words, it shows the fraudulency of the entire narrative. We know the number of people coming illegally across seem to have a significantly higher caseload of various COVID and its variants. And they get shipped all over the United States by taxpayer money to New York and even into parts of Florida and other locations. We don't test them. 
can't do that. The narrative is falling apart. One little piece at a time. Judges are beginning to rule about overreach. Now, I can't I can't help you in Canada. I cannot help you in the United Kingdom. Australia, you're going to have to deal with it. Austria, other places where this insanity, this satanically inspired, demonic, uh, literally communist manifesto desire for total control. I can't help you there. And a lot of it has to do with the fact of what has occurred in many of these countries that have walked away from God, spit in his face, mock him openly. You know, when you mock God, when you have a country where like 90-some-odd percent of the people don't care, curse them, don't go to church, don't do anything, and you're expecting a blessing? The United States, well, we're, we're falling below 50%, probably way below that. We may be the last vestige left. I think we have some more good news to share on the other side. And I want to share a little story, too. I'm going to kind of open up with where things were in my life a number of years ago. I mean, many years ago. And looking at this path. And I think sometimes we need to take stock of who we are, where God has called us. Look at the weird, you know, broken road of pathways we've been on to get where we are today. And I think we're going to have a little bit of fun. And then we'll kind of wind up our thoughts with a a few more positive stories. Now, by the way, I want to take a moment to thank everybody that has been sending me emails. I've been asking since the end of last month and into this month, and I'm going to keep doing it, to find out how you listen to the program. Now, I'm asking you if you can do this, send me an email. And I promise you, I'm not going to put you on on some kind of a mailing list to, you know, ask you for money all the time. I'll never phone you. I'm not going to be, eventually I may do a newsletter, but you're going to have to opt, opt in. I'm thinking about it, but I just don't have the time right now. I'm not going to be constantly like a lot of places where once they get your email, you know, three times a day you get an email, send money now to this cause. I'm not going to do that. If God should inspire you or you feel you would like to help this ministry, well, that, that's wonderful. And you can do it one of two ways from the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, or mail a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio, our parent ministry. And you can mail your gift to Truth to Ponder, 5753. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 Crestview, Florida That's Crestview, Florida and the zip code 32536 That's 32536 Once again, real quick Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 Crestview, Florida 32536 This is Truth to to ponder with Bob Beerman. Remember no more. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. 
This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, God told his people to always remember the Exodus, how he saved them out of Egypt, how he split the sea in two, how he brought them to Sinai and to the promised land. God told Israel to remember the law he gave them. It's holy to remember, to remember what God has done in your life. That's a holy, but it's also holy to not remember, to not remember when it comes to what man has done or has not done in your life. See, we're saved in the first place because God chooses not to remember. It's written in Isaiah 43, I will remember your sins no more. I will remember no more your sins. If we're saved because he doesn't remember, he chooses not to, then how precious, how important, how holy is this act of not remembering? See, we need to practice. You need to practice the holy act of not remembering. It's not just that you forget. It's rather you have to choose to remember no more. It's not passive. It's an act of the will in God's grace. It's not that you just forget. It's that you consciously choose to no longer remember, no longer bring it to mind, no longer even mention it. See, to remember no more means that there is something there that can be remembered. They did something. It's there. Okay. But God chooses to specifically remember no more your sins. So what kind of person are you to be? Well, listen, doesn't matter what they did to you. It's hard to forget. You need to do what God did. You need to choose to remember no more and you will be blessed with the grace of God. Now, what if I offered you a million dollars? Well, I want to offer you something better than a million dollars, something that will help give you a strong, victorious life, a free subscription to Sapphire's Vitamins for Your Spirit and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember, now this is something to remember. It's good. Remember, Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you will be blessed, my friend, with a gift. Just call now 1-800-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, the harvest is great. The laborers are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow, just an open heart and a pen, and you can reach the unreached people of the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you can have a great part in the end-time harvest around the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, remember no more except for God's grace. Peace be to you in Messiah, Ben Elohim, the Son of the Living God. Listen to the radio Waiting for my favorite songs When they played I'd sing alone It made me smile This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman Those were such happy times And not so long ago How I wonder It's yesterday once more. And welcome back to part two of the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm, I came back this segment a little different than I normally do. And like I say, today I'm, I'm really wanting to share some good news, some encouraging thoughts, and maybe remind us of some of the important things in our life 
too many people the last 20 months have lived in a lot of panic and have had a difficult time functioning in their daily life because of the never-ending barrage of fear from the media, those that we think are so important and those that we look for for advice. I had a friend of mine remind me of something. He shared a thought a couple of days ago on social media. I've known the guy for many, many years. And he made a really good point I gotta share. A lot of people today, look, if you know if you know your Lord and you have put your trust in him and, and you don't seek all the world's advice to fix your problems, you're gonna understand exactly what I'm about, what I'm about to tell you. There's so many people today that have walked away from church or they go to a church only to feel better about themselves. How many times have I heard somebody say, and I've heard it too many times, I went to church today and I just got nothing out of it. And my question is, what did you put in it? Were you just a spectator waiting to be razzled and dazzled and and just picked up and made to feel good about yourself again? It's not the purpose. The purpose is to get right with God, to worship and praise Him so His blessings can flow through you. But no, instead, we, we watch a lot of cable TV and a lot of so-called experts on everything who are generally not that good. One of the most classic examples, and I think about this, how many people, especially back in the 1990s and early 2000s, you know, ran and couldn't wait to, to watch Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, you know, her company called Harpo. She's worth now $2.3 billion with a B dollars because of, you know, and think about this for a minute. Everybody went to her to figure out how to figure out life. They went to her to figure out life. They reject God and his word, but no, we go to Oprah. It's almost like a religion. You know, these parade of psychologists, psychiatrists, and doctors, and experts, and what have you. And she's the one that makes $3.2 billion, and she gets on the TV, and she has her own o, you know, WN, Oprah Winfrey Network, and she, lect- she lectures you and I about income equality, and she gives you late weight loss advice, and she can't appear in a Weight Watchers commercial except from the neck up because she's having a difficult time losing weight herself. She gives marriage advice, but she's never been married. She gives parental advice, yet has no children. She has no experience in politics, but she tells you who to vote for. Now, I want want you to think about, we have put her on a pedestal of knowledge and wisdom, like, you know, a guru. And we go to her mountain to get our wisdom, and we wonder why our lives are so shallow and so empty and why it's so easy then to be manipulated into fear. I still see postings. You'll see a bunch of people in a hospital wearing a face mask saying, you need to wear one to save me. And they talk about, we believe in science. And, you know, but what, what, about, that stu- what about that study that came out about, oh, two weeks ago? Oxford University. Blind study over many months, thousands of participants. 
the first legitimate study on how a face mask can help us in the face of a pandemic virus. And they did extensively over months. Those that wore them religiously, those that never wore them, you name it, they had it in the study. And they finally, they finally went through all the data taken all these months. And what did Oxford University, now we're not talking Imperial College, they're, they're, the, they're the, the phony ones that gave us this baloney nonsense of how many millions would die in the United States in three months that never happened. But see, that was the fear porn, for lack of a better term, that kept everybody all worried back in February, March, April, that millions are going to die by the summer and never happened. Not even a fraction. Just a bare fraction. But see, Oxford University did their extensive study, and here's what they found. No difference. It doesn't do anything in stopping the spread of a virus. You know, I had a chance to talk to a doctor last week, and I plan to try to interview him on this program maybe this week, I'm hoping, at worst, maybe early next week, who has stood the line against this COVID stupidity. And you have all these people in the ivory towers of medical offices that are not even doctors, but administrators putting down all these mandates that everybody must be vaccinated, yada, 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 or lose your job. We have enough trouble getting people to work. And particularly if somebody in the medical field had COVID recovered, they're the last one you're going to worry about. They don't need the vaccine destroying their immune system. And, and here's the good news. There's some other good news. Like I say, I'm trying to share with you some good news that I'm going to go into something else. Just real quick. This doctor made an interesting statement. He said he's beginning to understand and see something. And once again, we never had a long-term study on these vaccines, so we're getting it now. See, the fact that these vaccines wane so quickly may be a very good bit of news that the damage that these vaccines are doing and can do can go away he believes over time if we don't take the stupid booster shots one after the other every six months now three months and who knows if we keep pumping this poison into our system eventually it will win sadly it has in some people now let me just the reason i came back from the break the way that i did Yesterday, once more. And I was thinking, this is, this is 2021. And I just want to share something personal, if you don't mind. 50 years ago. Yeah, 50 years ago. Where did the time go? That's a scary thought. 50 years. I can remember when I was like in high school and I'd hear somebody talk about 50 years ago. It seemed like a billion or a million years ago. What, the 1920s? Wow, that's a long time ago. And and I'm thinking now, it was 50 years ago, it was the last Christmas and the last Thanksgiving I ever had in the house that I lived in when I went to high school. Now, we had moved from Long Island when I was in middle school, junior high is what we called it then. And so I went to high school in this small town in upstate New York. And like anybody else during those years, you're trying to discover who you are 
what your talents are, what would you like to do? You begin to explore the world. We didn't even have the internet. We had a library and we had, we had some things and we, we could observe. And I, and I kind of knew even as a young age, a couple of things that I liked. I loved electronics and I've been playing with it as a hobby since I can remember, like when I was eight, nine or 10 getting into learning. But I was always fascinated by radio. As much as I watched television as everybody else did in my generation, I listened to a lot of radio. And I always wondered what it would be like as a real young kid, you know, to be like a cousin Brucey that I heard on WABC or some other kind of radio announcer. It just seemed like something that I wanted to do. And I thought about a couple of other careers, maybe electronics, maybe being a radio announcer. And there was a third one in the mix of all things. And I really wrestled with this one. And that was a call to the ministry to preach the gospel, to be a pastor of a church. A lot of people in my family thought that's what I should do. That I should really, you know, forget this other stuff and just continue on to this college and that place and the other and then go on to seminary and, you know, find myself into some church, maybe in the Midwest or upstate New York or who knows where. And, and there was really a desire on my, on my part to do it. But everything at the time in, in my life, in our family, and everything was just in a bit of flux and, and I, nothing you need to know about. But it just didn't seem like the right time to go through that extensive process. I needed to do something a little bit quicker, at least for the time being. I can remember when the pastor of the church I attended in upstate New York actually uh, took a church in Ohio, not too far from where I ended up going to school. And I can remember, listen, I was poor back in those days. I was paying tuition. I had a little 1967 Opal Cadet. (laughs) I think it had heat or supposed to have had heat. There was no radio or air conditioning. That much I remember. Had a rusty floor. You could see the road. And I can remember scraping together pocket change that I'd keep in a drawer in my little tiny bedroom in this room that I rented with a few other people going to the same electronic school as myself, hoping that I would find a dollar bill, maybe two or three dollars so I could put gas in my car and and hopefully have another dollar left to have enough gas in my car to drive 40 miles to visit that church and my former pastor. That was my Sunday morning, hoping that I had enough money left, especially after I'd had to pay my weekly rent or if I had some other bill that came in and I had my tuition due. It it was not easy to pay it all without help. I worked as many hours as I could and still go to school. And he was still encouraging me to consider, but he made a statement back then that I just kind of, you know, tucked away. He said, you know, you could always do it in a few years. You know, do what you got to do for now. So I did. Ultimately, I ended up going to school, continued for another year after that in total, and decided to go into the radio side first as an announcer, which is exactly what I did for a long time. I, I played the hits. I was a disc jockey. My wife and I, I was just reminiscing with her because she was not around in my life at that point. What it was like for me back in those younger years to to be a radio announcer. 
And, and becoming a radio announcer, like I say, 1971 was the last time I was home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. That was the last year because I got into the radio business, young guy on the totem pole. Guess who worked long shifts on Thanksgiving and Christmas? I did. And that was that way for years. But it didn't bother me. I missed it, yes, but but I started building a new life and new traditions. And a lot of us do that in our as we trend as we become adults and we move on in our own lives. And I can remember the fun that I had during those years. And even in engineering, the many things we accomplished and the things that were built and the radio stations that I had I had a chance to visit. Then God opened a door to go to a Bible college to work for them in building their radio ministry. And I did that for years. And then and then the door opened to finally go to seminary, and I did. And I, I did my studies, and I did all the work, and I was ordained to the ministry. I became the pastor of a church over in time after assisting at others. So I've enjoyed the, the pulpit ministry. I've enjoyed the broadcast industry. I've had many gains in life, and like many of you, I've had many a loss in life. Things taken too soon. At least how, that's how we feel. And I've had other experiences that a lot of people don't have. I've been a talk show radio host on a couple of radio stations, three actually. And I loved it. My style was very different than what you're hearing now. I was a little bit more, for lack of a better word, flippant. But then again, it was a secular radio station. I'm trying to build an audience, but at the same time, I used that platform to very strategically share the good news of Jesus Christ in the in the marketplace. Yeah, I was not your typical preacher on the radio. But I had a lot of people that ended up back in churches for the first time in their life. I started one. One of the things that I really want to do again is help get some churches started. Maybe in the area that I'm living in, in Florida. Maybe up in East Tennessee. Who knows where. We, I really believe, and this is part of the good news that I wanted to share. We are living in a time, I think, you know, the the truth is going to come out like a flood. There's cracks in the information dam. And there's a couple of leaks, let's put it that way. They can't be stopped forever. And I think the fraud's going to be revealed but the one thing, the bad, the bad side of it is those that will be damaged because of this during this time of, of terrible persecution and hardship, which the Bible talks about. It's nothing new. A lot of people say, oh, it must be the end of time. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And if it isn't, don't be surprised. There have been a lot of other horrible times in our history since the day Jesus ascended into heaven. A lot of tribulation, even martyrdom. A lot of wars, a lot of, a lot of hostility, a lot of hatred. This could be just a, a period of intense persecution. World War II was for many people. So don't think because we're Americans in the United States or Canadians or what have you that we're exempt. We're not. We can suffer just as much as anybody else. And that's my point. We, I really believe that a lot of good news is going to be busting out this year. And into next year. And for those of us that want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, we, I truly believe, are going to have this time 
this time of building up people and churches and communities. The church was so unprepared 20 months ago for what was about to slam them. And many have never recovered. Well, now while we have the chance to establish, we also need to be established and be prepared for those times when persecution comes that you never anticipated. Are you following what I'm saying? Let me just say this, and I want to share something. If, if we are always trying to look for the newscast that gives us nothing but the bad news of the day and the fear and it's the Antichrist and it's the mark of the beast, of course we need to be knowledgeable of these things. But those of us that are in Christ have the Holy Spirit to guide us. My job in, in what I do with this radio program is, is, is multifold. Number one, yeah. For those that really don't know, you do the watchman on the wall to cry out when you see hard times, trouble, and the enemy coming for the gates. Face it, even in the best of times, the enemy of your soul is out to destroy you, even in the best of times. And I need to be able to warn people of the things that are going on and to help them in any way that I can. You with me so far? The other part is then to give you accurate news to overcome the lies of this world and those that want to deceive you. But the most important thing that I do, like I said, my life, God has called me into being a communicator in radio, a builder of facilities, and in a very dark time in my life after I lost my first wife, I, I left all of that temporarily, worked in emergency management and government, opened my eyes those few years, which helps me discern a lot of what I share with you today. I love doing this program, and I want to see this program continue even on the days that maybe I can't always be here. I want to get back to my active ministry as well. I need your prayers in that. Because, see, we are beginning to run short of time. And if we're given this window of opportunity, how are we going to use it? How are you going to use it? Knowing that somewhere along the way, life as we know it, it's going to change on a dime. Trouble sometimes hard here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is that stay. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trot, Christians away. Jesus is coming soon.
Telling this world goodbye Homeward we then will fly Glory to share Jesus is coming soon many years ago, working at a radio station in in a little town in northeast Georgia. This is back probably around 1975, maybe even early 1976. And there was a Baptist preacher that bought some airtime on that little hometown AM radio station. Independent Baptist preacher. Very nice individual. I had a chance to meet him. I may not make the perfect Southern or Independent Baptist, but he was a man after God's heart. He really believed in what he was doing. And, and he would always end his little his little devotional program that ran in the noon hour. Keep looking up. This may be your golden daybreak. You know, when did we lose sight of the good things that God can do for us? When did we decide as Christians to live in just nothing but fear and, and seek out the most horrifying headlines? Mark of the Beast, chips inserted under the arms, you know, these devices inside of your homes, transhumanism, along with transgenderism. There's plenty of evil out in this world. There always has been, always will be. Are you going to be, well, are you going to be so focused on being scared of the evil around you that you don't do what God has given you to do? You don't allow yourself to be empowered the way God can empower you? This is my problem with many Christians today. They are sideline spectators looking for more headlines to have inside scoop and information that nobody else has. And then they want to hide out in fear, just afraid of everything. Show me when the early apostles were afraid of anything. When when the disciples were sent out two by two, yeah, they, they were, the demons trembled. Do you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? Would you consider helping us stay on shortwave radio? 
Your gift is very much appreciated. Also, let me know how you're listening. If you can help us financially, mail a check to Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Crestview, 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.